Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with life coach and energy coach Linda Armstrong. Today is Friday, February the 21st, 2020. It's 4 p.m. New York time and wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. And uh, I'm happy that I had a productive day today. Uh, people who have been listening regularly know I've been working on this project and today was a good day. I had a lot of stuff that I was able to get done and it felt good. It felt really good getting stuff done. Um, that doesn't sound perhaps particularly unusual, but you have to kind of keep in mind that this is a an activity that I gave up doing a year ago because I got so sick of it. And here I am doing it again. And I'm loving it again, which just goes to show we can change our preferences at any time, but I'm loving it. It's good. And I'm having we, a good time with it. Hey, every 10 seconds, we can make a new choice, right? There's always True. a new, new opportunity, new choice, new possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what makes it all so exciting. Um, one of the, uh, challenges this week was that uh, I only had, uh, I was only able to get three shows in this week. This is the third one. Uh, Monday and Wednesday kind of got washed out. Monday, I wasn't feeling well. Wednesday, Louise and I went off on a sleigh ride, which was fun, but oh. uh, it was also a day away and, you know, good to have a break like that. But I was also feeling the pressure, like I really got to get all this stuff done. So today going into it and being in a really good place, despite the fact that I had stuff that hadn't worked earlier, I like that. That's that tells me I'm I'm getting better and better at staying focused on what I like, what I prefer, what feels good to me and not getting all wrapped up in, you know, the stuff that doesn't go right. Because that's it. Right. You know, that that's yeah. that's the whole trick is just letting that stuff go like water down your back, a duck's back. You just kind of let it go by. So that's how my week's been. How's your week been? You've been having a good time? Yeah, it's been going pretty good. I was going to say, just ask another question. I, I'm telling you, I am loving this asking new questions stuff. So, you know, like something's not going right, the easy one. You know, how does it get any better than this? Oh, yeah, right? that's right. Mm-hmm. Or what's right about this that I'm not seeing? Mm. Or um, how can I blah, blah, blah? Like just ask the questions and then mm. things will show up. And I tell you, things are showing up. And I'm not looking for the things to show up because I've learned that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> But the the cool thing is that the more you're in the question, it kind of becomes kind of fun to be talking to the universe, asking questions a lot. So because you're always asking more questions, it, I don't even think about looking for the answers to whatever I might have asked yesterday. You know mm, what I mean? Sure. Yeah. 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 Actually, I have I usually have trouble remembering what the questions were yesterday. If I can remember the questions from an hour ago, I'm doing well. So I understand that one. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. No, it's all good. Everything's all going well. Um, if anyone's uh, tuning in on the uh, live stream, feel free to jump in with comments and questions. We'll try to incorporate them in what we're talking about today. But beyond that, I don't have a real topic in mind, which is so often the case on Friday. Friday is like, Friday is the day for just, oh, finally, we got through the work week. Everything's going well. Weekend coming up. This is good. Life is good. That's the way I come into Friday. Except when you bring in, you know, like Chief Harold Peck or somebody like that. No, it's just, you know, it's it's a day off almost. <laughs> yeah. Well, Friday is like a, a fun day. It is. Uh, it is yeah. a fun day. I look forward to it. I so. actually have been in contact with this other psychic medium, and I meant to ask her about it. I think I mentioned her to you. Oh, okay. Um, she's the daughter of a major crime boss from New York City. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Well, that, fact, that's Soprano, interesting. The Soprano show is kind of even built a little bit off of this character. And um, 
because her her dad would act like he was crazy mm. and he would like take her on walks to a place where then he'd have his meetings you know mm. um yeah she wrote a book about it her name is rita giganti her dad is i don't know his first name but giganti is the is the name <laughs> mm-hmm. sure yeah and wow that was that must be the so strange is, to grow up in a family like that. I mean, how do you, how how do you just kind of differentiate between what you went through and what most people would call a normal upbringing? And, and they're so different that I don't really know that you could really do it. So I guess you just kind of accept it on its own terms. But that's a challenge. Yeah. Well, and that's probably what brought on a lot of her gifts is because uh, she was very, um, you know, even suicidal at times. Mm. She wrote a book. It's called The Godfather's Daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have to check that oh, one yeah. out. What, I did what, what's contact her, name her. Uh her name is Rita Giganti. Giganti, right. Okay. All right. Well keep an eye open for that. Yeah, and, and uh invite her onto the show. You know, if she's got time and willing to join us that would be yeah, an interesting conversation. I'm gonna I'm gonna check with her. Okay. Okay, so yeah, since we don't good. have anything really particular in mind, yeah. Uh, let's just choose a card and see what comes up. Yeah. <laughs> it's Fabio. Look at the picture. Man holding a coin. Oh it's my Fabio. goodness! It is. It looks just like him, doesn't it? That's yeah. pretty wild. Uh, when I would have my in-person meditation groups, whenever the women pull this card, like, "Ooh, Fabio!" <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't right. quite have the same reaction that uh, a woman would have to him, or no. a gay man, but, I suppose. But so let's see what the message is, because it doesn't. It's not geared just towards women. That's um, good to know. Or some sort of love interest. Okay, so. Well, these cards almost never point to exactly what you think they're going to point to. They point to something a little bit, yeah, a little bit more uh, esoteric usually. It's usually more to it than what's on the surface. Right. So it says male connection in money, health, or value. Hmm. Um, this card shows a man sitting in a lushly flowering field, holding a large bright coin. For men, this could indicate an aspect of yourself. And the readiness to further your goals and receive increased health, money, or value in your life. Greater success is on its way when you take control of your own finances and act. This card upright could also reveal the assistance of a financial advisor or a healer whom you already know or are soon to meet. This man is helpful and may bring sage advice concerning the action you need to take next. Be open to this person showing up with support, but always turn to your own intuitive guidance to weigh the information that you receive. This could also signify a new love interest with a wealthy man or a man from work. All right. So, so there's quite a bit be, there for a woman, I would say, or a gay man. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah. But, but really it could just be anyone showing up in your life, a male showing up in your life that might um, further your career in some way or help you with a particular goal. So they did say health um, as part of it. it could be anything. Sure. Oh, so, yeah. Well, okay. actually, as you were reading it, it occurred to me there was an incident earlier this week that did involve another male that could lead to some very good things for me. So, ah, so maybe this is a confirmation for you that, could that be. you could take from this card. Yeah. Uh, and but it did, did say somewhere in there to to see what you feel about it, right? So you always want to say, does this make me feel lighter, mm. or does this make me feel heavy? So you'll know. Okay, this is this is. I can follow through with this. You really got to trust what you feel because everything's energy. So if there's one message to get across all, always on this show anyway, is uh, you really got to trust 
your intuition, what you feel, and the energy of any situation, anything. It's an interesting point because this particular person is somebody who I would trust very much. Um, but what he was talking about was something that uh, I don't have a whole lot of experience with. And so when he suggested it, I said, oh, well, you know, sounds good, bring it along. But I really didn't know anything about any of it, to be honest. So I think I would kind of reserve my um, my intuitive uh, response for when it becomes more imminent, when it becomes more of a possibility, because right now it just seems so remote. Well, you can also ask the question, um, since I don't feel fully understand all aspects of this, what kind of a reading can I get based on my, my limited knowledge of what it is he's putting forward? Like if you connect to it energetically to see what you feel about what he's proposing, if it's like for your highest good and if it's going to lead you further on your path. Well, ultimately, that's the the way it feels. Yeah. It does feel that way. Yeah. It feels what way? That it's lighter? That it's lighter. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. 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 See? It's easy, right? You don't have to know all the details to be able to tap into the energy of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I think about that in this particular kind of case as more like the potential energy, but potential energy is still energy. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. you, you know, you ever meet someone and right off the bat, you know, <laughs> there's a guy. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's a guy delivering a package. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Outside my window. He came yesterday. Just wanted me to let him know. Yeah, it's okay. You can put it there. Uh, that's fun. That's you never death. know what's going to happen on this show. I tell you, it's crazy. But that's an interesting card to have come up because I, I hadn't really, say, I hadn't given any more thought to that particular incident since then. It's almost like it was a, a little nudge say remember that this is important pay attention okay good but you know how um sometimes you meet somebody and you just get this vibe like oh, no i'm sorry i can't I, I, you just want to get away mm. <laughs> you got to trust that right oh, or yeah. some friend of yours introduces you to some friend and i'm not talking about romantically just introducing you to a friend mm-hmm. and you kind of doesn't something doesn't sit right and it's like Looks like a nice person, sounds like a nice person, but you got this kind of a feeling like, I don't know about this person. Mm. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. I have learned to listen to that a whole lot more. What I'll tell you what used to confuse me about getting like an internal signal about somebody else. And I'm talking many years ago, probably around the time when I first started to become aware of law of attraction, Abraham Hicks and so forth. At that point in time, my own viewpoint, my own attitude was so focused on people who I didn't like that it seemed like everybody I knew was somebody I didn't like. So it created a bit of confusion because if I'm trying to discern, okay, how do I feel about this person? It always seemed like the answer was no, 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 no. And so it made me think, well, no, how intuitive am I really? (laughs) The answer is always no, that can't possibly be right. Um, but obviously it turned out that, yeah, it was actually much more accurate than I thought it was. So, um, for me, just feeling that something isn't right about somebody that that's actually pretty easy that I don't have a whole lot of trouble with that one where my challenges come in are when I do feel good about somebody, but what they're talking about is something that I'm either not familiar with, like in this case, or something that in and of itself, separate from the person I would not normally feel good about, but I like this person. And that kind of conflict, I'm not sure what to do with. 
you know, part of that could also be because you were opening up to something new that Abraham was introducing. So your awareness is becoming more open. So then you may just pull in a lot of people that will reflect something to you. So you, you like, so if you come oh, sure. up with a judgment about that, per- you come up with a judgment about anything, most likely you're judging yourself. <laughs> some part of you somewhere within you or some something that you've learned from outside of you yeah. about whatever this is that's being triggered. Mm-hmm. So it's just something to look at and say, oh, okay, inter- interesting. And you can do interesting point of view. I have that point of view. Oh, mm-hmm. Say that a few times and that whole energy just kind of dissipates. So that's another thing to look at. Like, why am I feeling this way towards this person? Is it just my own stuff or is it something that they're really um, putting out there that I know I need to stay far away from? So, you mm-hmm. know, you've got to really you know, fine tune the energy and look into it. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I mean, and you've mentioned that idea of, isn't that interesting as a way of engaging, but without getting all wrapped up in it, you know, Oh my God, this is working out terribly or Oh great. This is working out wonderfully and, and taking it so far out of into the extremes that you've kind of lost touch with what the actual energy of it was. Yeah. I've been doing that a lot. Like interesting point of view. I have this point of view. Hmm. So what is this all about? Interesting mm-hmm. point of view. I have this point of view. And really just by saying it and acknowledging, okay, I have that point of view. And, and then it becomes kind of like when you say it a few times, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. It's like, if you ever say a word over and over again, you're like, what does the word even mean? <laughs> you know, yes, kinda, right. <laughs> did you ever do that? Like you say a oh, word. Sure. Over, I said that when I was younger, a lot, you know, you would say it over and over. And you're like, I don't even know what that means anymore. It's like a simple word. But you kind of just took all the everything out of it and made it flat, made it yes. like something that there's no judgment about what that has to mean. What does it mean? I was told this is what it means. Those people reflected, no, that actually means this, right? And, of course, these days with the ubiquitous electronics, I mean, they're everywhere, the, the phones and the computers and everything. It's just so easy to look these things up. So you're right. When you get it to the point where it's flat, I thought that was a good adjective where it doesn't have any emotional affect to it. All of a sudden it's really, it creates curiosity. Like, what does that mean? Just like you said. And and so I, I find myself looking stuff up a lot, stuff that yeah. I really already knew, but kind of like reconfirming what I knew or ironing out, you know, here's a little bit of, of unclarity. So what exactly does that work out to? Oh, that's what it works out to. Yeah, it's fun. Well, it, it kind of opens it up and can bring either maybe new life to something or sure. dissipates some, um, let's call it negative charge that was associated with that, which really didn't yeah. belong there, but it was something, a pattern or a program you picked up from someone else that you put onto it. Well, it's interesting, interesting you mentioned that. People. Interesting you mentioned that because I had a conversation with somebody recently within the last couple of months in which the person threw an adjective at me and I'm pretty sure that they were saying it in order to be dismissive or insulting. I didn't take it as an insult. And my, my knowledge of the definition was kind of foggy anyway. So it would make it easier to kind of separate from it. But afterward, I, I wanted to go look it up and see what the definition was. So I did, I, I went and looked it up to see what it was uh, he accused me of. And um, when I, when I read it, I, I didn't have any emotional reaction to it at all, simply because you know, I, I didn't allow myself to have any in the first place, but it was interesting, you know, and okay, well, if that's the worst he can call me, hey, I've been called worse than that. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and again, interesting point of view. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Okay, so exactly. I picked this card and we'll find out why. Follow the leader. Ooh, another nice piece of artwork too. I don't know what it's going to be talking about. There's like a fairy and some ducks and... 
things like that. A path leading up to a tree, yeah. <laughs> okay, a winding so path. It says, oh, glasses. Uh, Every life is a teaching tool for others. Your authenticity and honesty are examples to those around you. So upright, it says you're being called to lead others by example. Your wisdom has been earned as a result of your bravery and the adventures of your life. The experiences of battles won and lost, places discovered, tears shed, and joy revealed have placed you in a unique position to be of service for others. Hmm. Your suffering has been crystallized into a talisman of wisdom. Now you must share it by being fully authentic. You'll lead others into the light. You'll be required to divulge some things about your past that you may help so that you may help someone else. Lead with love. And there's another message here as well. Look to those whose great character and accomplishments you admire and emulate the leaders you respect. You will then in turn have more to offer. It's nice. When you're reading that card, it's it's making me realize uh, in, in rather stark contrast, the difference between a true leader, which is what that card is describing, which is somebody who didn't really go out of their way to be a leader. They just end up being a leader because they're on a path that works and they're using approaches that work. And so other people catch on to it and they like it and they keep following along. As opposed to somebody, uh, I guess the stereotypical uh, example would be the politician. You know, I'm going to get out in front of uh, where people are so I can lead them, you know, that kind of thing. It's kind of a fake form of leading. And, and there's, a, there's a very big difference between the two because the first kind is genuine and it actually leads much more consistently to great results. Whereas the second one is uh, a little bit dicey. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's so. interesting. Yeah. Well, so we had um, the man holding the coin, and then mm -hmm. we had this leader thing showing up. Yeah, I wonder what the connection is there. I don't know yeah. about that one. It's got to be something, but it may not. Well, it may not be you or me. It may be somebody listening in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, these days, we have hundreds of people. <laughs> certainly can't rule that out. And as you pointed out, you know, these cards can apply to multiple people. It doesn't have to apply to just one person. So whoever you are out there, if you if you know what this is, send us a note. Just tell us what it was about. We'd like to know what the particular connection is. Because normally right, these cards are, are pretty obvious. We can tell, oh, yeah, this is definitely connected to the conversation or something. But it's a little right. bit more obscure today. But it's always the intention on this show anyway is that it's a general reading. Right. Because I'm not just reading specifically for you. Right. right. Or exactly. for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the cards often match up with what we're talking about because we're the ones doing the talking, but that doesn't Because that, that's what the energy is bringing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's Which cool. is kind of cool. It's very good, yeah. Which deck are you working with today, anyway? Uh, we So far, we did the, the Energy Oracle, and we did the uh, Enchanted Map, and now we're enchanted going to... Enchanted Map? Yeah. Have you brought that one out before? I don't remember that one. Yeah, we've done this before. We have, okay. Colette Baron Reed, okay. Colette Baron Reed. I'm a bunch of her decks. This one, vibrational energy. This is the one that has a little tiny paragraph. Ah, okay. So the class is done. <laughs> it says a lot in its little paragraph, sometimes in the simplest of ways, which is really cool. Well, that's it's actually the sign of a good writer. I mean, I'm not sure how he or she draws these messages, but 
if you can be pithy like that, if you can really reduce it down to a very simple thought, you're doing a good job without taking the meat off the bone. I mean, you want to leave the meat on the bone. But yeah. Yeah. If you can do that, that's a, that's a skill. That's a real skill. Oh, wild and free wind sprite. A wind sprite. Oh, I see. It's like a person with their hair blowing. Okay. Wild and free yeah. wind sprite. All right. I'm curious to know what right. a wind sprite is, but we'll find that out. Let's see what. Well, sprites are like fairies. Mm hmm. Uh, Q R S T U V W. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not going exactly to the page today, but that's all right. That's going to be fine. Oh, there it is. I must have passed it up a few times. Yeah, that's right. All right. So I was beginning to think there were no W's in the deck <laughs> in my book here. I'm like, oh, how am I going to find this thing? <laughs> All right. So it says the wind sprite is an unrestrained creature who can sometimes be responsible for causing havoc and mayhem. Oh. In its true essence, it just wants you to be wild and free, just as you do. The core soul vibration of your sp spirit is lacking the joy and independent freedom, which it so rightly possesses and acknowledges regarding, a, uh, regardless of what other people say. So it's like, like really just being you and allowing yourself to be free. Um, yeah, wild and free. That's what it's talking about. Well, it, it reminds me of letting go of resistances. I mean, when you're, when you're going wild and free, you're basically saying, you know, I throw all that other stuff to the wind. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go with what feels good. I'm going to go with where right. I want to go. And yeah. that's what it says here, regardless of what other uh, what others say. Right. And that's good because, you, you know, too many of us, too many people just give their power away by thinking the other person knows better. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we kind of, we were born here knowing that we know, but then we're kind of taught that we don't know that we have to listen to those people to tell us what's what, you know, especially when that's a parents. tape, one of those old tapes that, that keep playing in your head. Those are the, the kinds that you definitely want to use this rule with, because those are the ones that once we, once we identify them and recognize them for what they are, they're the ones we want to leave behind. So that to me, this card speaks most strongly to those situations where we have some old program that's playing and we I, we're able to identify that yeah, there's this old program playing because all of a sudden I hear you know my mom's voice coming out of my mouth or something like that. Oh yeah, okay, I want to let go of that thing. There's where I can see this concept really coming in handy. I'm going to let yeah. go of that. I'm just going to be free of this. I'm going to be wild and free. Right, and that's that's why I do the work that I do. To, mm -hmm. You know, so we can get rid of this stuff that's just mucking things, mucking up the path. We can't see what we're really here to do when we have all this other stuff running in the background that's telling us how life is who i am like you know well that's what makes you know sure you, are. you don't have to yeah you, you know when you start getting rid of all that gunk in the way you're like ah, oh, yeah that's what i really want to do or or mm -hmm. that's how i feel i never allowed myself i mean people who that's the whole thing with receiving why people are afraid to receive they can only give mm -hmm. um yeah that's where you, what, what you do is so helpful i mean because you actually help people remove blocks with your energy work. And essentially, now this is me describing what you've told me in the past and what you've shown me in the past. Um, instead of me having to go through and figure out, okay, what's this little block that I'm going on? What's that old tape that's playing? 
what's that old program that, that keeps repeating itself over and over again? You just kind of clear it. It's just gone. You don't even have to spend much time on the darn thing. So yours is like the shortcut to getting there. Yeah, like we don't have to know every little detail of it. We just have to find the energy of it and, and mm. then let it go. Yeah. Because you can wreck your brain forever trying to figure out why something was a certain way. You'll mm -hmm. never really know, especially when it comes from outside of you, because you don't, you can't know what's in that person's awareness. True. And what created that for them so that now they're doing that, passing that on to you. <laughs> I mean, just, just even noticing that there was probably a program going on with them that led them to say that that alone is a big breakthrough. And even that doesn't tell you a whole lot. So it kind of illustrates what you're saying. You don't necessarily And now, know. interestingly... Ugh, you know, I don't, I don't really know what this card's going to say. It's parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> That's what we're used to around here. The card hits exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. But let's see what it actually says here. Okay. <laughs> so this card indicates that you have a natural gift for parenting and working with children. Perhaps you have a child or children of your own, or maybe there are children within your extended family or circle of friends. Maybe you play the parental role within your relationships with others who tend to behave like children. Whatever the case may be, your ability to teach, nurture, and guide the next generation raises the vibration of the world. Every ounce of time, attention, love, and support you invest in a child pays dividends down the road. I would say, yeah, maybe for us <laughs> or anyone who's a little more aware because when you're aware, like I caught myself many times throughout the years, almost reacting the way that my mom might have reacted mm -hmm. towards my son. And like, oh, seeing it and like, no, 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 I'm not going there. Mm -hmm. What the heck was that? Like, I almost mm -hmm. did that. Yeah, know? right. Yeah. Yeah. And um, catching yourself so, on that is good. Yeah. And so with more awareness, you realize this little being who just came to this world um, is more switched on than I am. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to dampen that and, and smother it. I want to I want to allow that to express however it is. Now, it might not be easy all the time because, you know, it's totally going to be different to what you've done. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Well, plus there's, it, there's always the inherent conflict, not conflict, but the inherent uh, tug of war, so to speak, between what the parent needs to have happened and what the, the child wants to happen. And they don't always mesh. So yeah. that that. that that dynamic is always in the background and, and it's a challenge to deal with it. But as long as it's not life-threatening or someone's going to get hurt, if, you, if we could just have the patience to let them find it their way, mm. then they might actually get there, actually get the lesson better than just doing what we tell them to do, you know? Yeah, actually that is more the rule than the exception, which is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it says, this is a time to honor and embrace the significant role you play in the life of a child, whether it's your own or that of a partner, neighbor, relative, client, or friend. Don't underestimate the importance of your unconditional love and guidance, because even a small gesture can have massive impact on a child's life. Mm -hmm. Like maybe even allowing them to make their own mistakes, right? So that no, they, no doubt. they, yeah, you know. Uh, in order to improve your current situation, you're being asked to adjust to and harmonize with the natural rhythms and cycles of your life, cycles that are encouraging you to spend quality time with children. Go out of your way to brighten a child's day. Give your attention freely and know that a little bit goes a long way. By investing in the younger generation, you invest in a future of humankind. Now, you know, that made me think of <clears throat> um, my husband was at a park 
one day, <laughs> I think he was there with my son, and this other little kid who we didn't know just gravitated towards my husband. He just wanted to be in his space and do things. Not, he didn't want to be in my son's space. He wanted to be in my husband's space. Right? Yeah, right. Um, so there was obviously something from that little bit of an interaction that you would think, oh, well, it's just some kid wanting to hang out with us all day long. Um, but But there was... You know, kids are switched on. So there was something, there was something that happened there that was probably bigger than we could ever imagine mm -hmm. that that child got from that. And that even my husband would have gotten from that interaction sure. of having this little soul cling to him for that time. And the kid's parent was there, but the kid was just so drawn to Absolutely. Uh, my husband. <laughs> and by the way, that same rule of thumb doesn't have to be between adults and children. It can also be between children and children and between adults and adults. And an example that comes to my mind is um, the famous uh, um, inventor and a rather controversial inventor. He, he has people who love him and people who hate him and people who just kind of look askance at him. Elon Musk, who invented the Tesla car and who's involved in SpaceX. He, he runs and owns SpaceX and a lot of, uh, he has like four different, he has $4 billion ventures. I mean, that's just incredible to think about. But anyway, um, the reason I mention him is when Louise and I went to Florida for our vacation last month, we, uh, my, my brother works at, um, at Cape Canaveral at, at the NASA space center. And he got tickets to us to go for us to go take the tour and all that kind of stuff. And it was a lot of fun. Um, it was really great too, to see, um, my brother's the building my brother works in is like, <laughs> you can't really call it a street cause there aren't any streets, but it is right next door to the building where they assemble the rockets. And there's like nothing else for miles around. So, I mean, he, he's like right there, which is pretty cool. But anyway, we got to talking about Elon Musk because um, the day after we left, there was a launch to put uh, more of his satellites into space. And in the conversation, my brother pointed out something really interesting about Musk's approach to working with his employees to do things like get rockets into space. He believes in a philosophy of fail early, fail often. And his approach is essentially let's make every mistake we can possibly make so that we get them out of the way soonest. And if we just keep eliminating mistakes, eliminating mistakes, eliminating mistakes, we're going to finally end up with something that works really well. Right. And that, I'm sure it takes away any fear of trying exactly. know, of experimenting, you know? Yeah. I mean, like when the they first did, of, well, what if it's wrong? Well, so what if it's wrong? We go on to the next one. Yeah. When we first entered the space race back in the 1960s and NASA was trying to launch Apollo and put Apollo on the moon and you know, send men to the moon and so forth, there was a tremendous pressure to get it all done right. Because the fear was if you don't get it done right, like with Apollo 1, you're going to kill people. And you know nobody wanted that to happen. Um, and so for us to come along and say, you know, you don't have to worry about the mistakes. You just have to protect people from mistakes. But make the mistakes. That's a different viewpoint. That's a, that's a different uh, energy. And I, I really liked it a lot. In fact, I've been trying to incorporate it into my own work. Now, obviously, I'm just doing my own stuff and not working with a team. But you can still apply it in your own life. You don't have to be working with a team in order to apply it. But it's especially effective when you are working with somebody else. And that's why I say it's great to look at how even making mistakes as adults can be really, really helpful. Because you talk about that, that child who just kind of lashed on to your husband. And you don't necessarily know why he lashed on. But he was getting something out of that. Was there a mistake in there? Who knows? The point is, it doesn't matter. If there was a mistake, he needed to make it and get it out of the way. And if there wasn't one, then he was having a great connection. But just by 
taking all the energy away from, oh my God, are we making mistakes and putting it on to, wow, are we learning? Are we having fun? Are we growing? You know, mistakes don't become important anymore. They become something to just move beyond. Well, so the card that I picked while we're speaking about this. Reach for the stars. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this one says, <clears throat> the message is clear. You are an instrument of divine creativity and are being called upon to live up to your true heritage. Your divine energy is calling you to fully claim your unlimited potential by directing your thoughts and emotions solely towards your highest dreams. Your divine invitation support your vision by stabilizing and strengthening your body with healthy diet and regular exercise and augment your mental faculties by taking command of your thoughts, focusing only on a positive creative outcome. Don't be swept away by the negative waves of despair and that negative waves of despair that travel along the planet. Separate yourself from the unconscious masses and energetically claim and express your divinity. Be brilliant and reach for the stars. This is the best way to serve your goals and help your fellow humans. <laughs> so I like that. Don't be, don't be swept away by the negative waves of despair that um, travel the planet. Cause those are, that's what would stop you like in your tracks from, from attempting something or starting something new. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know if you, I, I have become more aware of Elon Musk more or uh, lore, excuse me. Um, since visiting my brother and I, what you just described there, what you just read reminded me of another Musk story that some people probably know about, but many may not. I certainly didn't know about it. Um, one of the things that uh, Elon did when they were in the middle of testing, that one of the things they're trying to do is, is to colonize Mars. They're actively you know, taking the steps so that they can actually put a colony on Mars. And toward that end, they, there was a reason why they had to send a rocket out toward Mars and so they decided to send the rocket with a, a dummy aboard as, as the astronaut to kind of, you know, just have fun. Because among other things, Musk got a lot of his inspiration from reading science fiction when he was a kid. And he was interested in science fiction movies, you know, so Star Trek, Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, the science fiction writers, Asimov, Heinlein, all those guys. And he was very inspired by them. So he actively incorporates not only the ideas he picked up from the literature in what he creates, in, in, in what he does with rocketry, but he also likes to do so playfully. Um, so on the more serious side, I don't know if you're aware of this. I, this is something I wasn't aware of. He, he and his team have actually um, successfully managed to take the, the rocket part, the rocket that usually gets disconnected from the capsule when it gets partway up into the atmosphere, and recover it. Because they figured it, it's kind of like, the way that NASA used to do it well, with the Apollo missions, it's kind of like building a jetliner and then discarding it after the first flight. And, and he's right. That doesn't make any sense. You want to try to, to recover it if you can. They've actually managed to take those rocket boosters and after they're done boosting the capsule, return them to Earth and land them tail fin down on the ground. And I don't know if you've ever seen that happen. You, you can see video of it on YouTube. And, and it all, it looks like science fiction. It looks like it came out of a movie. Like that couldn't really have happened, but it really happened. You see it. It's like, oh my God, how did they do that? <laughs> well, you, you know, what's interesting about this conversation. What's that? Uh, I meant to, I meant to text you like a week ago um, and tell you to watch the cosmic secret. It's a oh, movie okay. by David Wilcock. You can get it on Amazon, the cosmic okay. secret. Um, yeah. So if you have any interest in any of this space stuff, alien stuff, 
um, where technologies have come from, ancient technologies that couldn't be explained and all this. Uh, and he has, you know, people on their whistleblowers that were in the secret space program. Um, they show articles, news stories, things that have been out there, but not with not having a spotlight on them mm-hmm. because it's like, we're being just like kind of fed these little bits of things so that when something major shifts or change, or there's some like contact that's going to be let known globally, we won't be shocked. Right. Because there's little bits of information out there. Well, mm-hmm. this movie, uh, it, it, it pieces it all together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What was Very it called again? The Cosmic Secret. Check it out. Cosmic Secret. Okay. Yeah, we'll check that one out. Sounds if you know of Corey Good, he was some he was one of the guys in the Secret Space program. He's had all kinds of um contact with extraterrestrials. And uh, so they talk about some of that stuff in the movie as well. Oh, and by the way, I'll I'll finish my Musk story by saying not only on the serious side does he do things like actually landing rocket boosters on their tail fins to be used again for the next flight, but in the more uh, humorous and having fun vein, they wanted to put a payload into space and they decided to take a Tesla car and make that the payload. And then they put a dummy in the Tesla car and inside the, the Tesla, the dummy's wearing a spacesuit. He's sitting in the car. It's a convertible. So the top is down. And for those who are Douglas Adams fans and, and who know the reference, there's a sign on the uh, dashboard that says, don't panic. Anyone who's a Douglas Adams fan is going to know, know that particular reference. But, I mean, just out of pure, let's have fun doing this. I mean, putting a car in space, who would think of doing that? But he decided <laughs> to have fun and just put his, one of his cars in space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, life's supposed to be fun, right? That's right. So That's why right. not? Why not? You know, so you can look at it as, yeah, I mean, that's not – that's not something he's not listening to outside voices that would say that's crazy or that's stupid or don't do this Absolutely. or don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he wouldn't have done, he wouldn't have accomplished half of what he had accomplished so far if he had listened to those voices because he's been doing things that they said they, that literally you couldn't do just not possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Tesla car, I mentioned the Tesla, right? Now, that's an all electric car. He actually managed to make a Tesla that's faster than the fastest sports cars. Wow. I mean, that's people would tell you that was not possible. Well, he did it. <laughs> yeah. That's well, pretty crazy. It's like the four minute mile and all those other things that exactly. were not possible till somebody did it. And now yep. of course it's possible. So now we can go even further. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. The answer is simple card. The answer okay. is simple. An Oracle and card. it is okay. put others first. Ah, okay. That's interesting. Especially in the context of those earlier cards, it's a theme that it's pointing toward. Because I think I think people do that too much, and and you know neglect themselves. Mm-hmm. Because really, truly, it's like you know, if you, the better you are for yourself, the better you are for everybody else around you. But let's see what this card has to say about it. Sure, absolutely. Um, put others first. Oh, gotta have the glasses on. <laughs> okay. So it says, presently, your spirit is calling you to make choices that will serve others. Okay, that's cool. I'm with it. (laughs) That would serve other people's needs more than your own. It may be as simple as giving up an hour at the the gym in order to help a company finish a project, um, skipping a pre-planned night out with friends in order to host a last-minute visitor from out of town, or changing your vacation dates in order to attend an employee's wedding 
um, or employer's wedding. Whatever sacrifice you're called upon to make, know that in the big picture, your willingness to do so is serving the greater good of all. Okay, well, I can see lots of situations where that would be really nice. It says the ego doesn't like to be interrupted. It perceives a change in plans as an affront to its importance and balks at the disruption, making it a painful and unpleasant ordeal. Well, yeah, that happens too. You can see that, right? Absolutely, sure. Yeah. The spirit, on the other hand, is flexible and adaptable, placing service to humanity over selfish interests at all times. Although your ego may be temporarily inconvenienced by the disruption, the effort you make to accommodate others will bring about a deeper sense of peace than this petty part of you that can never create. So take it easy on your ego and make it a delightful for your spirit and expect disruptions. All right. Well, I'm not sure that I would want to always put somebody else's interests ahead of mine because that can actually be self-destructive. But I like the message that uh, when you're focused on what is the appropriate thing for you to be focused on and you get a disruption that in some way meshes with that, then it makes total sense because it's no longer a disruption. And I I took the message this way that um, when that happens, don't get it all bent out of shape. Recognize, you know, there's benefit here and it works both ways. Yes. There's, there's benefit for you, but there's also benefit for others. It, and, and that's what I think usually happens. I don't think there are too many situations where our actions are either unilaterally interest in just our own interest or unilaterally in everybody else's interest. I think there's always an overlap. And, and yeah, so I see this I, part as pointing more toward, you know, engaging the balance. I'd say, again, you got to look at what, how does this feel? Does this feel lighter if I do this? Because, of course, when you're doing things that, and you ship things because you really want to, because you feel this opening in your heart or something lifts you up to be able to do that for that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're going to regret it and resent it, well, that's a different story, right? So mm-hmm. you got to find the energy around it. So yeah, it's a balance because yeah. some people will give all their power away and not do anything for themselves. But that's the part that I like to try to reverse. Um, and some people will, will do things only for themselves at the, um, What's the word that wouldn't, that actually would be bad for other people. So you don't want that either. Right. Mm -hmm, So you got, that's why you want to feel the energy around, you know, how does does this feel? Does this feel lighter if I do this all around? I think it's also a reminder that if, if there is a, something that would normally be a good energy feeling thing and you're not feeling good about it, first of all, honor the fact that you're not feeling good about it. But second of all, Ask yourself why. What is it? There, there's probably some some sort of message in there, some sort of piece of information that's useful to know. So, uh, I've been trying to be less dismissive of stuff that I don't like, um, not because I want to take it into my life, but because I don't want to be I don't want to be dragged down by it. I don't want to allow myself to just get wrapped up in oh god, I really don't want to have to deal with that thing. That, that's such a down energy, and all it's going to do is tie me down. So right. I'd rather know a little bit more about the thing and see if I can appreciate it on some level and then let go of it. Right. So that's where I think you just have to honor the energy of it. And, and how does it feel? Does it feel lighter and brighter to do this thing? Mm-hmm. Probably most of the time it would, but mm-hmm. there might be times when it doesn't. Yeah. And then that opens up a whole can of worms because that just grows into the next thing. And 
then you're holding resentment for that. And that's like, then you get to this thing with the straw that broke the camel's back where somebody flips out over something that's very little, but only because it has so many other things Mm -hmm. energetically hooked up to it. Yeah. Where there's resentment and regret. That's exactly it. It tends to build up over time. It, it, well, it's the idea of the vortex, isn't it? A vortex builds, increases in speed and in uh, rotation as time goes on. As you continue to focus on and focus on and focus on, it gets bigger and bigger. Well, it works both with stuff that you like and stuff that you don't like. So if you're focusing on what you don't like and you're really focusing on what you don't like and you're really, really, really focusing on it, guess what? It's going to get big. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the way it works. I mean, I could think of some, I can't think of, right now, I was trying to bring up a specific thing. I, I don't have it, but there have been times where my mom basically forced me to do something <laughs> mm, yeah, or go to some party or something because it mm. wouldn't look good if all of my kids don't go and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, mm. I really didn't want to go. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until like the, you know, I've been doing all this work where I can say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't even, I don't care if someone thinks less of me because I'm not going to be at this thing. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. your, that's your thing that you're holding. You know, nobody's yeah. going to even care. And um, so then I decided, well, I'm just not going to do that one. Sorry. Catch me in the next one. <laughs> yeah. I, and yeah. I think there's a, another piece to this too. There are people who make it their lifestyle to always be helping somebody else, always help somebody else, always help something else, which they could read the card that you just read that way. Always help somebody else, always help somebody else. But I, I don't think that's actually what the card meant because literally if you are always helping somebody else to the exclusion of your own interest, you eventually run out of energy. You eventually run out of your ability to sustain yourself. And because you're, because you're not feeding yourself. You're not feeding yourself, right. And, and you can't give something that you don't have. So... You know, you have to replenish at some point. And if you're not replenishing, then, you know, you can believe in giving, giving, giving all you want to. But if you run out of things to give, you just, if you don't have energy, you can't give any energy. You can't help. You got to build it up in yourself first before you can give it away. Yeah. Maybe a question to ask is, would doing this expand my consciousness and all of those involved and see what that feels like? Yeah, that's good. You know? That's good. But if you start feeling like you get that ugh, heavy energy, like ugh, you're dreading it, well, I don't know. But <laughs> maybe you can make a different choice. It's a it's a good time to reevaluate and say, well, is this really going to be helpful? Yeah. I mean, that's the rule of thumb I follow. If if I'm considering doing something that may be helpful to somebody else, the first thing I ask myself is, will it also be helpful to me? Because if it's going to be counterproductive for me. I'm not going to be helping anybody else for a long time just because, I mean, I could just dive in and help them, but I'll run out of energy quick. Yeah. Whereas if I, if it's going to be something that's going to help me and be helpful to them, I I can do that all day long. You know, and one more note about that is if you decide you're going to go because you're maybe being forced to, (laughs) then you need to go with a high energy. Like don't hold the resentment of having to be there. You're making the choice that you're going to go along with that. So you've chosen now to be there or Mm. whatever it is that's going on or to do this thing. So let's do it from a, a higher energy place, you know, a bigger awareness and consciousness, because then it can be, because, you know, we create our lives in every moment. So we're going to be there. Let's be there. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's true. And in fact, what you, as you, said that that, resentment. as you said that it reminded me that very often we kind of overlook the fact that we attracted those situations to us in the first place. It's almost like a reminder, you know, 
okay, I'm not really sure perhaps how I attracted this thing, that this thing that I don't want to have to do, but I did. So why not just let go of that negative energy I've got associated with it? You know, just kind of right. say, okay, well, all right, I did again, but I'll just aim to do a little bit better next time. No big deal. Right. So, yeah, I had a thought come to me a minute ago, something about like this cycle, um, but now I lost it. So whatever that was. Well, the It'll card looks like it, it was. The, but the this card. card like, tell us. Yeah, I think it's going to actually. Yeah. Uh, take it to, Be to grateful. Be right. Grateful. So yeah. you make a decision to, to, if you do make that decision to do something or be something for whatever that you originally didn't want to do. So yeah, why not be, why not bring this energy gratitude with you and go from, go from there um, rather than holding any resentment or regrets or like heavy energy about oh, I'm being forced to do this. <laughs> and, and a key point Look for the gift in it. Like, a, yeah, That's like right. maybe there's something in here that um that i can i can use to benefit myself and other people as well you know exactly so, yeah yeah i mean what i was going to say is you don't have to be grateful for the fact that you're doing something you don't want to do but you can find other reasons to be grateful and you just described it beautifully there's a gift in there if you can find that gift now you have a reason to be grateful without even being connected to the fact that you didn't really want to do it right so what if we're grateful for the fact that we're alive and people want us somewhere yeah Someone wants me to be there or someone mm -hmm. would like me to assist them in some way. Right. Well, you know. Yeah, we don't have to like not... the thing that we were doing, but we can like something else that's going on around it or yeah, with it or about it. But if you go there with an, a, a higher energy of, okay, I'm going to whatever, I'm going to just go with gratitude. Then probably all kinds of things can show up to where at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Instead sure. of holding that heavy energy the whole time, right? Because we can choose at any moment. So you chose to do the thing maybe you didn't want to do, but now you're doing it. So now we can choose to be the best we can be at that moment. Anyone who's in a primary relationship or has been in a primary relationship knows what that's like because there are times where I mean, Louise and I will be out uh, doing a weekend trip or something like that. And she likes, like most women, she likes to go into the shops in the town that we're in and see what's in the shops. And like most men, I don't really care too much about that. But I don't get all bent out of shape about it because, well, first of all, my wife's pretty quick about it. Second of all, I have learned the lesson of what you just described. Sometimes while that's happening, it leads to some other event that you would not normally have run into. You know, like we'll yeah. discover a great ice cream parlor or we'll discover there's this, this really great uh, park over here that we didn't know about. Or, oh, my God, there's a great, great uh, seaside uh, venue there that we didn't see. And, oh, my goodness, we could have dinner there right on the water. You know, stuff like that can happen when you become open to something that you weren't really interested in the first place, but you kind of go along with it and find, Oh my God, there's good stuff that goes along with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's read what this grateful card is about. Okay. So it says, make a list of all that you've been, of all you've been given. So sorry, start again. Make a list of all that you've been given so that you can fully absorb how much abundance you truly enjoy in your life. Think of this as a gratitude list. Add to it daily as you notice the little things in your life that you truly appreciate. Rather than worrying about what you do or don't have, look at all the things that you do have. As you understand how thankful you should be, send a signal to the universe to give me more and it will. Mm. I think there's more. Hold on. No, that was it. Yeah. Well, gratitude is certainly one of the primary ways to, to signal to put out that signal because it's, it's actually one of the easier high vibration places to get to, particularly when you're not feeling 
high vibrational, when you're not feeling really great. I think gratitude is probably one of the quickest ones to get to. And yeah. so it's a good, it's a good starting point, no matter where you're at, really. Right. Cause there's always something you can find that you're grateful for. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there has, yeah. there is, it just is, you just have to open your awareness, your eyes uh, to these things. And you have to kind of open your willingness to identify what it is that you like. I, I find, I found that when I was first trying to refocus my attention, do the Abraham Hicks, pivot, right? Okay. Here's something going on or here's something, some choice that I don't like pivoting to what I do like requires in some way identifying what it is that I like, which early on that can be pretty tough. I mean, when you're first starting this kind of a process, even identifying what those things are can be very, very difficult, but that's part of the exercise is taking the time to kind of ask yourself, Oh, what, what do I like? What do I want? What would I prefer here? And in a very concrete way, not just, Oh, I don't want that bad thing, but precisely in the positive sense, what do you like? What, what would you like to have happen? Right. The, Learning to ask that question and learning to answer it, I firmly believe is one of the strongest things we can do in terms of taking control of our lives. Yeah. And you can always ask what good thing can come from this, you know, like just Absolutely. ask questions. So instead of getting stuck in the energy of the not wanting to, if it's that, if that's what we're talking about, um, you can flip it easily by asking some questions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I've decided to do this. So, uh, you know, show me what, how this benefits me. How does this benefit me doing this action? Or, you, know, what, you can always think of some kind of question to ask. I'm telling you, living in the question creates possibilities, right? And we're creators and we always want to create new possibilities. When you don't ask questions, you kind of cut yourself off from so much more that could be a part of anything that you're looking to or that you desire to create in your life. So true. So, we definitely want to, don't want to be cutting ourselves off. All that does is create that lack that none of us likes so much. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I picked an animal card last week. I wanted to, but I think we ran out of time. So I'm going to choose one. We have like, a okay. Minutes yeah, we have a few minutes. Yep. So this will, we're asking, let me shuffle it again. We're going to ask like, uh, what message can we move, take with us to move forward through this week? Okay. That sounds what good. What animal message? can we expand from upside down cow spirit it came in reverse but it's about miracles okay the miracles are endless but in the reverse in the reverse right that's oh. the first reverse card we've had in a while too yeah let's see what happens there number 15 got it cow spirit all right, so miracles are endless. So in the reversed position, cast spirit asks you to pay attention to how much you nourish your mind or how you nourish your mind, body, and spirit because right now you're wobbling around like a newborn calf on its unsteady legs. <laughs> quite Perhaps you've been spending too much time distracting yourself on the internet or obsessing over a relationship or choosing to eat food that is not healthy. Whatever it is, you're being nudged to assess how you're looking after your needs. Remember, the universe has a way of reflecting back to you events and conditions that match how you treat yourself. Cow spirit reminds you that the universe wants you to give you the universe wants to give you the very best, but needs you to do your part to participate and nourish your well-being. Heed her message and everything will shift in your favor. Aha. Interesting. 
Hmm. Okay. That's an interesting card to, to finish on today. I, I have a feeling there's... Yeah, but it kind of ties into that last one. Why are we putting everybody else in front of you? Mm-hmm. Right? So pay attention to what things... Um, how you can nourish yourself more or better or do things that to treat yourself is what that's it's saying true. here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's how you build that energy up. So you do have something to give. So that, that you're right. That does tie in very nicely. And so. it's funny too, cause I'm, I'm thinking of um, someone I was working with this week who got really sick. And this is the person that's always pushing, like always busy, always doing mm. a million things. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes, um, you're not taking care of yourself. The universe is going to give you a message like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Now I had two things happen over the summer where I got that message. Cause I was kind of in that mode of constantly hustle, bustle, create this, do this, do this. And, um, I, I was, you know, I can look at it back, back at it now and see, well, I was kind of losing myself there. I did some videos about this recently. Um, and so those experiences kind of forced me to totally pay attention to me. And it's really, it actually brought me even to doing more creative stuff that I kind of neglected that part of myself. And now I'm making all these different items I'm going to be putting on my Etsy store. Whether people buy them or not, doesn't matter. It's gotten me into this other energy and reconnecting with that creative, that kind of creative part of myself once again. But you know what? It kind of took me um, pretty much injuring myself twice. Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, that's how the universe can knock you over the head sometimes. Listen, you're not paying attention to your, your it's it, actually that message came through a few times today, right? But it wasn't like where I had a choice where, you know, my mom says, you have to go to that wedding or blah, 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 right? No, it was me making choices for myself that were actually not really looking at, you know, what I would, just chilling, just mm-hmm. chilling and being without having to be busy doing, you know? And, and the way it happens, Louise likes to describe it this way, at least my wife. Um, she says the first time that you'll, you'll get a nudge, and the second time you'll get a poke in the shoulder, and the third time you'll get a shove, and the fourth time you get the two-by-four to the side of the head, and the fifth time you get it with a spike. You know, it, it's, it's giving you the opportunity to notice, and it's just coming at you harder yeah. and harder until you notice it. Yep, yep. And that's the way that works. Hey, before that's we um, finish for the day, I want to make sure that I uh, get some promotional announcements out there. So first and foremost, if you're not yet a subscriber to the podcast, please become one. Most of you are. We really appreciate all of you who are. But those of you who are not, who might be in the small minority, we want to invite you to join the fun. Uh, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And it takes about a minute to do. Literally, you go to the homepage of our website, LOAToday.net. Click at the top of the page where it describes. It's pretty easy. You just click once or twice. And from that point on, you're a subscriber. All of our episodes are coming streaming right to your phone every single time that we play them. And also check us out on YouTube because we live stream to YouTube as we are recording. So you can actually see what we look like and subscribe there as well. Um, I also want to invite people who are not yet members of the Law of Attraction Pivot Pals group on Facebook to join there. If you'd like to be involved in a community of people who basically just share, here's what I'm trying to attract into my life. I create this little vignette. I write it up. And then we all support it and say, yeah, go for it. All right. We're, we can see it happening for you. So it's a very supportive way to um, to do that kind of deliberate conscious creation uh, that we all like to do. And then finally, I uh, the shows that I've been doing with Cindy Chavez on Wednesday, we've been doing Neville Goddard for about a year and a half now. We've done all of his books, and we're now at a point where we're kind of shifting gears a little bit. So starting this coming Wednesday, we're going to be focusing more on relationship issues, which is uh, Cindy's bailiwick. 
Um, if you have any questions about relationships that you want us to address, just send a note um, by Facebook or via the website or just send it to my email, walt at loatoday.net, and we will include your question in the discussions on Wednesday. So those are our announcements for the day. Anything that you want to share people about uh, what you do? I mean, do you want to send them to your uh, YouTube page, Linda, or tell them more yeah, about what you do? Yeah, you can doing? just just Google Linda Armstrong Energy Healer or go to my website, lovemylife.coach. Lots of information there. But this is the message I'll leave you with. Oh, that's a good one. You, you are, are enough. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You are enough. Yeah. And a little heart-shaped thing, appropriate for the Valentine's Day uh, season, so to speak. Absolutely, you are enough. It's a great message to to remind ourselves about on a daily basis. I mean, I would include include that in my mirror work. In fact, I think I probably will. Yeah. Of yeah. just you know looking in the mirror, looking myself in the eye, saying, you know what, Walt, you are enough. There you are. Yeah. You're <laughs> so, perfect just how you are. Absolutely. <laughs> so, good stuff. Thank you, Linda. As usual, you hit the nail on the head so many times there. So we really appreciate that you do this every Friday with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to our live stream and thank you especially to our podcast listeners without whom we wouldn't have much of a podcast. You guys make it so much fun. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye. Everybody.